spoiler alert, we are looking at an approximately 3.4% reduction underneath the Medicare physician fee schedule if no action is taken. But don't worry, AOTA is advocating fiercely on our behalf, and you have the opportunity to make a difference by contacting your legislators. Hi, I'm Clarice Grody, and welcome to the Amplify OT podcast. I'm an occupational therapist by trade and a policy wonk by choice. This podcast is here to help you survive and thrive in the U.S. healthcare system through a better understanding of policy, advocacy, and value-based care. So let's dive in. Welcome back, my OT amplifiers. It's Clarice, and I am here to bring you some news that is our annual lump of coal from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS. For many reasons, it can be considered the most wonderful time of the year, but often when it comes to Medicare funding, it is not quite that way for occupational therapy and other therapy services because over the last few years, we have routinely seen reductions in reimbursement underneath the Medicare physician fee schedule. And before my pediatric friends start to tune out, this does impact you. Even though you may not be billing Medicare directly or Medicare Part B, there are many private insurance companies that still use the Medicare physician fee schedule as a basis for reimbursement. And I know that for a fact, based on advocacy that we've been engaging on as the North Carolina OT Association with some commercial insurers, that they do use the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule to adjust payments each year. So when Medicare reduces the payments for certain CPT codes that OTs use, such as the eval codes, self-care, Therex, that they also reduce those codes by that percentage. Spoiler alert, we are looking at an approximately 3.4% reduction underneath the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule if no action is taken. But don't worry, AOTA is advocating fiercely on our behalf and you have the opportunity to make a difference by contacting your legislators. So this is going to be a two-part episode. I originally tried to put it into one and it was just way too long. So this episode is going to focus solely on how you can take action today because it is so time sensitive. But there will be a part two coming out in January to talk about more of the in the weeds of this situation as to why we receive cuts every year. Spoiler alert, it is nothing personal against occupational therapy, even though it can feel that way. But we'll get more into the depth of why we have this situation. But if you don't want to wait for part two, then definitely watch the presentation from Heather Parsons that's on the Take Action page, and I've gone ahead and linked it in the show notes for you. It's 18 minutes long, but if you watch it on like 1.5 speed like I did, it's only 11 minutes. So definitely encourage you to watch that because she does a fantastic job of explaining this issue, how we got here, why it's an issue, and why we need permanent reform. So stay tuned for part two, but listen to this episode to understand what you can do today to have a positive impact on occupational therapy and be an OT amplifier. Now, fortunately, AOTA makes taking action super easy with their AOTA Take Action page at aota.org forward slash take action. And we also have a video showing you how to use the Take Action page in the Amplify OT membership under Module 5. And while you're there, go ahead and also watch the video on how Medicare policy is made 
to understand how your letters play an important role in the legislative process of passing policy in the United States. So just go to aota.org forward slash take action, and I'll have that link down in the show notes for you. You're going to click on that very first subject at the top that says urgent. Contact Congress and ask them to prevent Medicare cuts to occupational therapy. Once you click on that subject, you then scroll down and you fill in your name and your address. And why this is important is you want to fill in the address of where you are registered to vote, so where you are a constituent. If you are not registered to vote and you're eligible to vote, I encourage you to go ahead and register. But otherwise, just go ahead and fill in the address of where you currently live. After you put in your address, it will then automatically pull up your representative. So you should have one representative in the House and two senators. And it'll auto-populate with a already pre-filled letter and a pre-filled subject. And these are going to be your emails to your legislators. Now, first, I want to encourage you to read the message. A, you should know what you're contacting your legislators on behalf of and make sure you agree with it. And hopefully agreeing to (laughs) prevent cuts to OT is something you're on board with. Otherwise, we may need to have a talk. But it's also really good for understanding the overall message. So, for example, in this email, it outlines that over the last four years, occupational therapy has received a 9.2% cut in Medicare payments. And that doesn't account for the 15% cut that we took for occupational therapy assistance in 2022. So again, this is a time to tie back for why policy is important, why reimbursement is important, because if you've been wondering why wages may be a little stagnant, why sometimes jobs may be a little bit hard to find, it's because of these cuts, right? Your company cannot offer you an increase in pay if they are receiving less money for the services. And if you're a private practice owner, you definitely know this struggle. So you've read through this message, you know what it says. Now I encourage you to edit it. This is a form letter. A form letter is a letter that can be sent easily and quickly. It's a really key way that people engage in grassroots advocacy, right? So just sending a quick letter. I encourage you to edit it for a couple of reasons. One, it's really important to share your story. So you can talk about how these cuts are impacting you, your community, your job, your patients. Your legislators want to hear about that. It is your right to contact your representatives, your senators. So make sure they understand how these cuts are impacting their community. Is it decreasing access to patients because you can't hire another clinician? Is it hurting your ability to support your family or to afford groceries or to be part of the economy because you don't have extra money to spend? These are important topics that your senators and your representatives want to hear about. So share your story because that is really the important part. They can get the facts from lobbyists, right? They can get the facts from their staff and they're going to get some of the facts from this letter. But definitely try and add in, if anything, at least a few sentences as to how this is impacting you and your community personally, because that makes it more powerful. And they do actually read this. We did have a letter at one point that was read on the Senate floor by Elizabeth Warren that was sent through the Take Action portal that someone had edited to put in their personal story, and the staff of her office found it so moving that she read it on the office floor. So sending these letters is not nothing. The second reason I encourage you to edit this letter is because it can help bypass some of the filters. Legislators obviously right, receive thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of emails and contacts per day. So often, if it is noticed that there is a template that is the same for each email, 
it kind of gets filtered into a box. That way they know, okay, we've had 50 constituents contact us on this issue, but they're not very likely to read it, right? Because, or read each individual one because they say the same thing. So if you edit it though, and you edit it with a decent amount of some stories and some personal anecdotes, you're more likely to bypass that filter and actually get it read. And so that's the second reason why it's really important to edit these letters. Now, if this isn't your first rodeo using the Take Action page, one thing you may notice about these letters that is unique is that it doesn't mention any specific bill numbers. And that's because there are a lot of different bills addressing this issue and also a lot of different ways to solve the problem. Now, when it comes to the Medicare fee schedule, we're trying both to plug holes to help slow the draining, but we also need a permanent reform, right? So if we're thinking about a barrel plug full of holes, we both need plugs to fix it in the meantime, and then we also just need an entirely new barrel. And that's basically what we're looking for here in the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule. And there are multiple different pieces of legislation to address that. So right after this quick break, we'll go through what the different pieces of legislation are and what solutions they are proposing. Are you ready to take your occupational therapy practice to the next level? Then look no further than the Amplify OT membership. You heard that right. Amplify OT has its very own membership program. This membership is designed to help occupational therapy practitioners just like you stay informed about the latest developments in Medicare and advocacy. You will have exclusive access to resources, webinars, the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, Q&A sessions, plus the ability to DM me your questions and get answers fast. But of course, that is not all. As a member, you'll be part of a community of like-minded occupational therapy practitioners who are share their expertise and offer support. So by joining the Amplify OT membership, you'll be able to stay up to date on the latest Medicare regulations and guidelines, learn how to advocate for your patients and your profession, connect with other OT practitioners and students to share your knowledge, and you'll have access to those exclusive resources and webinars so you can reach your full potential as an OT provider. So don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Sign up for the Amplify OT membership today by going to the link in the show notes or amplifyot.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to stay informed and be the change that you want to see in our healthcare system. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by MedBridge, your go-to resource for advancing your occupational therapy career and, of course, getting those necessary CEUs. If you are passionate about staying at the forefront of our field and enhancing your skills, MedBridge is a comprehensive solution. With the MedBridge subscription, you gain access to an extensive library of high-quality live and recorded courses led by industry experts. So stay up to date with the latest advancements in occupational therapy, explore evidence-based practice, and enhance your clinical skills. One reason that I really like and recommend MedBridge is because they have both intervention-based courses and policy and reimbursement-based courses, and that is a rare find in a CEU company. But here's the best part for our OT amplifiers community. If you use the promo code AMPLIFYOT at checkout, you'll unlock an exclusive 40% discount on your MedBridge subscription. Yes, you heard that right, 40% off with the code AMPLIFYOT, that's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-T. This is a fantastic opportunity to save some money, elevate your practice, and support AmplifyOT. 
So don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your professional development and head over to medbridge.com, use the promo code AmplifyOT and enjoy the benefits of MedBridge while also supporting AmplifyOT and all the free resources that we produce here, like this podcast. So again, head to medbridge.com, use the code AmplifyOT at checkout, and we also have the link for you in the show notes. Welcome back. Let's talk policy. So first and foremost, we have HR 2464. So this is a House of Representatives bill, and it's the Strengthening Medicare for Patients and Provider Act. So AOTA is supportive of this bill, and it would help increase funding for the fee schedule overall. Next, we have the H.R. 6371, the Provider Reimbursement Stability Act. What this would do is it increases a budget neutrality cap, which I'll explain later. That kind of gets into the weeds of why we keep having these cuts. Um, it increases it from 20 million to 53 million um, and also would require regular practice schedule updates and would limit increases or decreases to 2.5%. So even though it would limit an increase to 2.5, it also helps mitigate the decreases to 2.5% instead of having like a 3.4% like we're facing right now. We also have HR 6371, which is the Provider Reimbursement Stability Act. This has not passed anywhere out of committee yet, but again, is another bill looking to address funding issues. And then we also have HR 6683, which is one of the latest bills that's been introduced in the House, Preserving Seniors Access to Physicians Act of 2023. This also eliminates the conversion factor reduction, but doesn't quite move anywhere towards any kind of permanent reform. And with each of these bills, AOTA definitely has to look at them closely, and which is why I'm very grateful to have folks like them who understand the historical nuances of this issue, because I will admit, even for someone who reads policy all day, every day, who lives this stuff, the fee schedule is complicated. It is so incredibly complicated, which is why I'm very grateful to have lobbyists who will read the bill text, understand what it means, because not only are we looking at what solutions they're proposing, we also have to think about what are the long-term impacts. So is this just going to be a one-year fix? Is it going to be a longer-term fix? And then we also have to think about how they're going to try and pay for this, right? Because we know that especially with a Republican House and a Democrat Senate, they are looking for ways to not necessarily increase debt or increase spending. So anytime they're looking to increase spending, which if we're going to increase payments under the fee schedule, it's going to increase spending, they identify what we call pay-fors or things that they will cut in order to account for that increase. Now, I will be the first one to admit that Congress budgetary calculations are a bit of a dark hole that don't make a lot of sense, but we always have to be careful when we're advocating for change, what may also be taken away. And so that is something that AOTA considers very closely when they are looking at these different pieces of legislation is not only what is the fix, what may be the impact of the fix and making sure that occupational therapy is included in that fix, but also what may be the potential downsides of any piece of individual legislation in terms of what they're recommending for pay-fors. So definitely a time where my 200 some odd dollars a year membership is worth its money. Now, in the Senate, you may notice that all the bills I just listed off are House bills. We don't necessarily have a firm list of Senate pieces of legislation. We do have one which passed out of the Finance Committee earlier in the year, though. And this was kind of a bundled bill. It's the Better Mental Health Care, Lower Cost Drugs, and Extenders Act, which passed the Finance Committee in November. So what this does is this would increase the fee schedule by 1.25%. 
So instead of getting a 3.4% cut, it would only be a 2.15% cut. Now, AOTA said in their presentation that they do like the bill, but definitely say that it needs to do more. The other benefit of this piece of legislation is that it does include the text of the Occupational Therapy Mental Health Parity Act. So that is a positive for this piece of legislation. But again, oftentimes when we're looking at what's actually going to end up passing, they kind of take all these different little pieces of different legislation and combine them together into one kind of monstrosity of a bill. So oftentimes, and this can be challenging when you're tracking legislation and whether or not it passed, that specific piece of legislation may not pass, but the language of it may have been included in a larger package. And that's what happened with like the Home Health Flexibility Act in, oh gosh, what was it, 2020? The language of it passed, even though the specific bill didn't pass. So if that makes any sense, it's the positive outcome, but it just makes it a little bit confusing if you're trying to track the progress of any specific piece of legislation. So if you're in the weeds enough and you know these pieces of legislation, feel free to add them into your letter as to why you support them or why you think this is a good thing to do. But otherwise, it's okay to keep it general and just encourage that we need permanent reform. Now, the next question I'm sure you're wondering is when will this happen? (sighs) So the cut is coming on January 1st of 2024. We've known about that for a while. Most likely, we will not see any action on this legislation or on this issue prior to the new year. So Congress is coming up on a deadline, which for reference, it is currently December 19th when I am recording this specific episode. So things may have changed by the time you listen to this. But most likely, we will not see action until the beginning of the new year. And this is because funding runs out for the federal government both on January 19th and on February 2nd. So before those two dates, Congress has to pass big pieces of legislation or omnibus bills in order to address funding. And this is often when healthcare stuff and other pieces of legislation are thrown into the mix is in these budget bills. So most likely, we may not see anything before January 1st. But we'll hopefully see something at the beginning of the new year. And generally, when something passes after an effective date, it'll have like a retroactive effectiveness. So it'll go back to any claims that were submitted on January 1st to provide that increase. So expect the decrease to go into effect January 1st of 2024. And then hopefully we will see a solution passed early in January, if not February, in order to address this issue and hopefully mitigate the cuts as much as possible. So that's kind of plugging the hole of the barrel that is leaking. And then in terms of permanent reform, we most likely won't see that until sometime later in the year of 2024, and possibly not until the next Congress, the 119th Congress in 2025, which again, Congress has to start over, which is this whole other process. And I covered that process in detail in the How Medicare Law is Made in the Amplify OT membership as part of our Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course. So If you are a part of the Amplify OT membership or a student member, head to module five and watch that lesson on how Medicare policy is made to understand a little bit more of exactly how legislation moves through Congress. Okay, so now you have the information that you need in order to take action today. Again, today, not tomorrow, today. Your voice does make a difference. I cannot stress that enough. You're an important part of this grassroots advocacy, and this is a fantastic way to amplify occupational therapy and to pay attention to this issue. And like I said, it doesn't just impact our folks who are billing Medicare Part B. It impacts pediatric 
practitioners. It impacts anyone who takes private health insurance because oftentimes private health insurance does base their rates on the Medicare physician fee schedule. So if they are cutting funding to occupational therapy and other services, most likely that will be reflected in the private insurance realm as well, which will impact our pediatric therapists. So this is not just a geriatric therapy practitioner issue. It's not just a med B issue. This really is a broader issue that can have multiple different trickle-down effects. So take action no matter who you are. APTA, if you're a physical therapist, they have a page up for you to take action. But AOTA's page, anyone can use it. It's aota.org forward slash take action. And again, it takes like less than five minutes. So if you think it's worth five minutes to potentially prevent a 3.4% cut to occupational therapy, go ahead and take action right now. Unless, of course, you're driving or doing something that you shouldn't be taking a break from, in which case it's okay to wait until you're in a safe spot. Well, that's it for today. If I haven't said enough, take action. But I want to leave you all with a message of a happy holidays, no matter what you celebrate or if you're celebrating nothing at all. I hope you have a wonderful rest of 2023 and a very happy and safe new year. I also want to thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast. This year, the Amplify OT podcast put out 21 episodes, including this one, and we had 4,000 individual listeners and over 8,000 downloads. So thank you again for being part of the OT Amplifier community. Thank you for allowing me to bring this information to you. And thank you to everyone who uses the podcast as part of your classes, as part of a work lunch and learn, as just for fun and for sharing it with your friends. Honestly, I feel so encouraged about the future of occupational therapy because I know that there are others who are passionate about being the change that they want to see in healthcare. And I know that you are one of those people because you are sitting here listening to this podcast and listening to me ramble on about why advocacy is important and about policy. And I so appreciate you coming back, even if you don't understand it the first time, even if you're a little intimidated, because honestly, we all have to start somewhere. And you are capable of engaging in advocacy, and most likely you're doing it already. You are already an OT advocate, and I cannot stress that enough. So thank you for being an OT amplifier. Thank you for being part of this community. I so appreciate you, and I cannot wait to see what all we're able to accomplish together in 2024. So happy holidays from myself and from Amplify OT, and I hope you have a fantastic new year. If you made it this far, I want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast, and I hope you're feeling a little more inspired and prepared to amplify your value and the value of occupational therapy. If you found yourself at any point thinking, gosh, I guess policy isn't that dull and boring, then you're definitely going to love how we talk about policy and advocacy in the Amplify OT membership. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up today so you can take an immediate next step towards emerging as a confident clinician. And of course, don't forget to follow the Amplify OT podcast so that way you never miss an episode. And you know, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's the best way to help others find the podcast too. And of course, thank you so much to Jessica Riccio for editing this podcast and for all of you for giving me a reason to record it. You're now officially part of the OT Amplifier community, and you are now prepared to go out there and advocate for OT. Because remember, if we don't advocate for occupational therapy, then who will?